Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up, we have part one of our seven resorts in seven days series. We're starting out with the Wilderness Lodge. Coming up next, from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 776 for February 16th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you understand all your options when booking one of Disney's all-inclusive vacation packages. Just visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Craig Williams, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Kathy Warling, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, and joining us on Skype from Indiana, Will Perry. Hey, Will. Will is glowing from the (laughs) monitor. Um, He's got, yeah. Oh, now now you're very dark. (laughs) Now you're very dark. We're, we're wearing we're short sleeves blue. here, Will. <laughs> yeah, real, Will, what's the temperature in Indiana? Um, it was like 40 yesterday. Hang on, let me check right now. Oh, balmy. Right now. Oh. Yeah, don't do things with your internet right now. Today. What is it? I should be outside. <laughs> yeah, doing things with your internet apparently breaks up your Skype connection, so we probably shouldn't do that. Um. So, but <laughs> well, that's no good. We'll yeah, the way you right now. Yeah. yeah, we'll start to yeah. we'll start we'll start the shows by reprimanding Will. Yeah, um, yeah Will. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with our seven resorts in seven days series, uh, this is something we did um, when we first started the video show a couple years ago, back in February 2013, and uh, we did another one later on in 2013, and then decided to do it again uh, now. Basically, what we do is we literally spend seven days going from resort from resort to resort. Uh, we choose different resorts each time, if we can. And uh, we just kind of do an overview. I would not consider these full-on hotel reviews because really and truly to do a full review, we kind of need a few days. So this gives us a snapshot of the resort's and allows us to talk about them. Um, so that's basically, you know, what the seven and seven is. So for uh, this for this series, we're doing uh, Wilderness Lodge today. Um, tomorrow is the Polynesian, followed by the Grand Floridian, the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, the Boardwalk, and Old Key West. Uh, some things we're doing a little differently this time that we did not do in previous series. Uh, we're adding in some Disney Vacation Club options as well. We stayed uh, uh, at the villas at Wilderness Lodge, at Beach Club, and at Old Key West. Plus, we've also thrown in a few concierge lounges into the mix. You'll be able to talk a little bit about that. So, um, we're going to start out with Wilderness Lodge. just want to give some background on the resort. This resort opened May 28, 1994, was designed by Peter Dominic, who is also responsible for uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge and Disney's Grand Californian Resort and Spa out in uh, Disneyland. Uh, he used the Old Faithful Inn in Yellowstone as the inspiration for this design. And if you 
check out. We'll have a link in the show notes page, disunplugged.com, um, to the website for the Old Faithful. And if you take a look at it, it's like really like almost stunning how much the Wilderness Lodge looks like. It makes me want to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I love how they take those inspirations. When we get to the Grand Floridian and we talk about the inspiration from the Hotel mm-hmm. Del Coronado in Sa- outside San Diego was the uh, was the inspiration behind one of the hotels that inspired the Grand Floridian. So it's interesting how they take inspiration from these places and yeah. uh, bring it to life. Uh, the Villas, the DVC portion of Wilderness Lodge, opened in uh, November of 2000. Um, there were a total of 725 guest rooms, not including the Villas, at Wilderness Lodge. So in terms of deluxes, it's actually on the larger side. Um, I was kind of surprised by the number of rooms at the Deluxe Resorts as we were doing the research on these. But uh, before we go too much further about the Wilderness Lodge, we do have a package, a video package that's been put together to kind of give you an overview. So we'll go ahead and cut to that. All right. So let's get started talking about the Wilderness Lodge. Um, Wilderness Lodge was one of the resorts where we had a room over on the villa side. We had a two-bedroom over on the villa side, and we also had a standard room in concierge. Um, I chose, uh, when we were able to get concierge, I wanted rooms that were basically the same as they would be if they were not in concierge, so the standard room fits that bill. We had a lovely view of the uh, smokehouse. I guess I think I'd say like the employee (laughs) place to eat out in the parking lot. But because we were on the sixth floor, we also had an amazing view of uh, the fireworks at night. We had, you could see the contemporary and a little bit of the Magic Kingdom over the trees. We've got a great view of the fireworks from up there. Um, and we stayed concierge at um, the, uh, the Beach Club, Wilderness Lodge, and at the Polynesian. And I will tell you that I walked away from this experience in terms of the concierge, feeling like these hotels were owned by different companies. Because the experience mm-hmm. was entirely different mm-hmm. at each one. So we get now, normally, what is supposed to happen when you stay in concierge at one of the deluxe resorts? When you go, when you drive onto the property and you go to the guard shack and you give them your name, you're flagged as a concierge guest. They're supposed to call ahead, let them know that a concierge guest is coming, and someone from concierge is there to meet you when you check in. This only happened in one place. This only happened at the beach club. Wilderness Lodge, I had to go to the front desk. And it was only once they started to check me in, they said, oh, you're concierge. Now i got to call somebody else. And then somebody else, had, somebody had to come down and get us. And so my check-in process took a lot longer, even though I was paying more. Um, so that was kind of, that was kind of disconcerting. Um, Let me ask you something about concierge. Um, like when you, I know it's a premium. Um, paying for that. Are you paying for that extra level of service or the free stuff? No, you're basically, it's it's a combination of both. The question I get asked the most about staying concierge at Disney, because the lounge offers some food choices, breakfast, lunch, and dinner time, you know, is it worth the extra money for the food I'm getting? The answer is a flat out no. It's not. These are appetizers at best. Um, and, you know, it's not that it's bad food. It's just not meal replacement food. Maybe in the morning, if you can get by on cereal and croissants and Danish and things like and some fruit, absolutely, you know, if that's a good breakfast for you, yeah. Um, but at lunch, 
you know, the lunchtime, it's just snacks and dinner time is some hot or, you know, one or two hot hors d'oeuvres and some other maybe cheeses. And um, <laughs> I'm watching Will kick a dog out of his uh, out of his office. <laughs> um, so and and apparently making all the noise in the world uh, coming to sit down. That was that was wonderful, Will. Thank you. Please keep jostling around in your seat. We sorry about we enjoy that. all that noise. Um, so checking into the villas uh, that was done at the front desk. Uh, and now, correct me if I'm wrong. We had to wait quite a while that day for our our, our villa to be be ready. Yes, yeah. and I, I think that was uh, like through the seven and seven. That was pretty standard. I mean, waiting for the waiting for the villas. I know the check in time is four p.m. rather than three, but we were pretty much right on that 4 p.m. mark on that. On all, with all, with the exception of the Beach Club. Right, beach right. Club was ready right away. Right away. But we did have to wait, and that's something that you should keep in mind um, with with the villas. It seems like, because yeah, with the exception of Beach Club, all the DBC property, all the DBC pieces we did, right. we, we had to wait. Um, did you do any online check-in? No, I intentionally did not do online okay. check-in for these because I wanted to see what the check how, how the check-in process was. Normally, when we do uh, the seven and sevens, I you know try and avoid that online check-ins. Before we move away, are we coming back to the topic of concierge or is this? We are, is we right are. Now? I want to get into the rooms though, okay. um, and then we'll we'll come back and talk about concierge. Um, the uh, I know I am a, I'm pretty much alone in this feeling, generally speaking. Uh, I do not like the rooms at the Wilderness Lodge. I find them to be dark. I find them to be dank. I find them to be small. I don't like the way they look. It reminds me of like an 1860s motel room, um, which is great if that's the theme you're going for. But for the price they're charging, I want something a little more more recent. Um, You also feel that way about the Grand Californian, though, too. Exactly. But by contrast, I don't feel that way about Animal Kingdom Lodge. Those rooms I find very warm, very well decorated, very very inviting and very comfortable. I feel like I'm in just I don't know. I don't like the rooms there, um, and they're also smaller than the other deluxes. I think they're what is it 340 square feet, where the rest of the deluxes are clocking around 400 square feet. 60 square foot square feet in a in a hotel room is significant. You definitely mm-hmm. feel it when you're in there, like how close the TV is to the foot of the bed. Yeah. And stuff like little things like that that you know, a designer probably thinks, "Oh, it's not that big of a difference when you look at the whole picture." But as a guest when you're in there, it makes a huge difference. Well, it's also about to when these were built. You look at the Contemporary and the Polynesian, two original resorts. They are the largest, pretty much the largest rooms on property uh, for their for their their standard rooms. Then you get to places like the Yacht and the Beach Club and the Boardwalk that were built in the early 90s. They're a little bit smaller than the Contemporary and the Polynesian, but still around 400 square feet each. So Mm -hmm. that's a nice size. Then you get to the Wilderness Lodge, 1994. Disney started realizing we make the rooms smaller. We can have, wait for it, more rooms. (laughs) And so they started, you know, 340 square feet. That theme carries... Through for the villas as well. Among the DVC resorts, Wilderness Lodge villas are among the smaller ones. But I have to say this. I fell in love with that villa we were in. The villas oh, are updated yeah. now. Gorgeous. And they're great. Comfortable. 
Now, I, and I'm saying to myself, look at how you've decorated these. Why can't you carry that over to these these rooms in the non-DBC part of the hotel? Um, I would absolutely highly, highly, highly recommend, especially if you need the one or two bedroom units, because we had a two bedroom mm-hmm. and incredible. Now, Will, um, Will was with us for the entire time and Will actually stayed in each resort. Uh, each night, um, others, other, you know, some of us stayed uh, certain nights, and you know, not other nights. But Will was there for for every night. So I want Will's Will's input here when we talk about the rooms. Um, how did you find the room at the, you? Because you stayed in the villa. How did you find the room? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Um, this was actually my favorite resort of all seven. Um, it just felt homey, uh, and and. Very warm. I mean, I like the um, the country feel. You know, I guess the the villa was nice. It was updated. The stainless steel kitchen was nice. A lot of the other villas didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty spacious. So the standard room, I did. I do agree with you. I felt like it was a little. I don't want to say cheap, but um, I wasn't impressed with it at all. But I, I did like the villa a lot. Well, Jenny Lynn, you stayed in the standard room up on Concierge. What were mm-hmm. you, what were your impressions of it? Um, pretty similar. I was a little bit surprised. I'd never, that was actually my first concierge room that I had ever stayed in. And I was a little bit surprised at how um, not maintained it felt. I just felt very um, used. I guess it just is. They were going for that for rustic look. I've got a, <laughs> I've, in two different times, I've lived on an actual mountain with my family and this is the type of furniture that i had i mean it's a little beat up and it's not the newest of things but the feel that i get from wilderness lodge whenever i stay there is the same feeling that i get from whenever i go home to my families because they actually live in this type of atmosphere where this is the type of furniture you have it's not the pacific northwest i mean it's the Mm -hmm. eastern appalachian mountains but it's still that same type of feel and so staying at Wilderness Lodge, I do feel like I'm at home. So hmm. they succeed on that level. It might not be the same for everyone else, but for me, it, it works. Right. Well, and it works for a lot of other people yeah, as like well I said. for that reason. But in contrast, you go to the villa and you don't, because the villas have been updated, uh, you don't have that same feeling of, you don't... It doesn't feel so used, I guess, well, I but it's think, just cleaner. It's got the wood floors, you right. know, floors now out there, and like he was saying, the stainless steel kitchens and the furniture. Well, this design more well kept. This design at Wilderness Lodge has been around for a while. They are they are due for an overhaul. Um, from what I understand, every five years the resorts do a refresh, um, or every three three every three to five years the resorts will do a refresh on the rooms. Um, where and then every ten years they completely gut them mm-hmm. and kind of do everything over again from from scratch. I am and and every time with all of the complete gutting of rooms that have been done. I know the contemporaries had it done. Polynesians had it done. Uh, Beach Club has had it done. Boardwalk has had it done. When they when they do this. The whoever's doing their their design work now is a genius and deserves medals and raises and a lot of praise because these rooms are stunning. And we get to the beach club um, later on this week. Um, you know, I was never a big fan of beach club, but I am now, uh, especially and, and doing no small part to the design in the room. And I just kept feeling when we were at Wilderness Lodge that 
God, this really, you know, this really needs it. But again, Wilderness Lodge, arguably one of the most popular resorts on property. We did a, a survey not too long ago of our of our listeners, and Animal Kingdom came in first, Wilderness Lodge a close second. So this is a very, very popular resort, and I understand why. It's gorgeous. You walk into that lobby, right. you know, and as somebody who has reviewed hotels for coming on about 20 years now that I've been doing this, you only have one chance to make a first impression, and your lobby is it. So when you walk into a lobby, it's going to tell you so much about the hotel. You walk into the lobby of this, of this resort, and that's that six-story atrium that it's just it's a wow factor that very few hotels have and you know the pool area especially now that the rehab is finished they've added a kids section uh a water play area a water play area um which i think every single deluxe resort is working on doing i mean if they don't have it already i mean because these are these are so popular with the kids. Right, I mean, they, they the really are. Just these, they're like these splash zone type. Right, exactly. Pool changing from the kiddie pools to the water interactive areas right. for the children. We're seeing that coming in. I was going to say, I think that the, the situation with the Wilderness Lodge being so popular is what you were saying, more due to the grounds in general as opposed to just the rooms. Right, exactly. Um, let's come back and talk a little bit more about concierge um, and the experience. Um, there. Uh, now, generally speaking, you're going to pay anywhere from $150 to $250 more a night uh, for concierge. The rooms are pretty much the same as they are else, elsewhere in the resort. So it's $150 to $250 premium. Now, what will happen when you book a concierge room is you will be contacted, usually uh, by phone, but also by mail um, or by email, from the concierge team, the planning team, to help you you know, with any arrangements you want to make, if you want to do, uh, you know, your priority seatings, your fast passes, uh, things like that. Um, so you're contacted by them at, you know, before you before you arrive. Then, like I said, when you get there, there is a certain way it's supposed to happen. But apparently, like I said, these are all owned by different companies because the experience was completely different. As I mentioned, it was kind of a disjointed check-in for us. Yeah with concierge and when we did get up to concierge it wasn't that they weren't friendly um it just it was a weird you come off the elevator and there are there's these two podiums tucked into corners where the concierges are every place else they have a desk it's kind of a nice open area but this because this was done at this resort was not built with a concierge lounge in mind this was added after the fact i remember when they first went to concierge and they didn't even have a room like, you know, that room where the, uh, the coffee and they put out the food mm-hmm. and stuff that wasn't there. Oh, really? They had tables set up because the, the, really? uh, in the, you know, where the seating area is around the sixth floor yeah. for concierge. Um, as you, you know, come off the elevator, make a left, there's the, the lounge and then you yeah. make a right. Well, if you go halfway down the hallway, as you make that right, on the right is where they had tables set yep. up, oh. and that's where they would put their stuff out. And they were test when they were testing out concierge in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. The first time my family ever stayed there, we were on the uh, 
on the sixth floor and we are looking straight out at the pool and that was our whole view the next time we came back that's whenever they started concierge yeah and we we're like why can't we get up to that same view we had before and it's oh it's concierge, it's concierge and now. you see all the tables and stuff up there and you wonder why you can't be a part of it then eventually but, they, they they created they added a small room um and i say small because of all the lounges this is the <laughs> smallest uh, it's a very, very tiny lounge. If there's more than five, five or six people in this room at one time, you're like kind of running into each other. But this does. This also doesn't account for the seating area. I mean, there is a right. Lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of seating, but in terms of going in to get like, especially when they put out the evening snacks yeah. and things like that. Now you said it's about a hundred and fifty dollar premium. That's for a family of four. Hundred and well, it's 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 on the room. It's so if the room is normally three hundred a night. You can expect the concierge room, same basic room, same size, same basic amenities, but that same room is going to be 150 to 200. Regardless of how many more. people. Well, you can only have up to four people okay. in that particular room. So, um, you know, and like I said, you know, there's there's sodas and soft drinks available all throughout the day. Actually, uh, they're usually available um, at most lounges. You can go and get them anytime. This lounge, they lock it up, um, so you can't. You know, that's the other thing that bothers me. So if you're, oh, yeah. you know, you come back late from the parks, if it's after 10 o'clock when the lounge closes, um, you can't get a soda. And it's not, and it's not just like, um, you know, they shut a door and lock a door. It's like these big iron gates. These, yeah, these oh, massive wow. iron, like, like, yeah, like, massive chains on them. Like the crown jewels are inside or something, you know, God forbid you go make a, make a piece of toast or something. <laughs> but, um, so as concierge lounges go, this one is my least favorite. On, on property. And again, it wasn't that the staff was rude. It's just that they weren't, it wasn't particularly extraordinary. And I, yeah, you know what? For that premium, for that premium, I want you to break out into a chorus of Hello Dolly for me. <laughs> um, when I'm paying that kind of money, you know, that's what you expect. Um, so officially, I will say I do not recommend concierge at the Wilderness Lodge. Um, I wanted to add to that. So I, experienced concierge in all of the hotels and um, I had to do a lot of work with them for my portion of the project and while everyone was wonderful as you said I felt like at Wilderness Lodge uh, they were the least informed they they were not as knowledgeable about their resort as the other resorts however um, down on the main floor concierge I also saw more effort on their behalf to seek out my answers than at any of the other resorts. So while they were less organized, less informed, they also worked harder than everyone else. Um, I, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. For like for an average family coming to Disney, I mean, don't you sort of expect that level of service even without a pre- paying that extra premium? Because, you know, I think for a family of four you coming, you know, coming here, you're paying this much for a room. I mean, you, can you get those answers at the front desk too? Or... Some of them. Some of them you can, some of them you can't. In the case of the Wilderness Lodge, I got more helpful information at the front desk than I did up at the concierge level, which was a little bit surprising to me. Okay. Um, they just they just didn't seem to know as much offhand. There were other places that we stayed. The boardwalk, for example. Um, little, a little man named Pete in the concierge um now you're talking about the concierge in the main. You're talking about concierge in the main lobby. <clears throat> in the main lobby. Well, I'm talking about both for Wilderness Lodge. Well, we didn't say concierge or boardwalk. So there, there, you're talking about. I con- still talked to the guy there though because okay. he was awesome. Um, at at the Wilderness Lodge, concierge 
room concierge, (laughs) club level concierge, just wasn't as on top of their game. The front desk, though, um, while they didn't know everything offhand, they worked harder than everyone else that I experienced that week um, to to help me out. What I w- what I will say is that um, at the Wilderness Lodge, <clears throat> what they did do another thing they're supposed to do again, not consistent among all resorts. When you are check when you check in with the concierge, they're supposed to walk you to your room, make sure your key works. They did that. They did that. So I'll definitely give them that mm-hmm. because. If there's a problem, they, in some cases, can fix it right there as opposed to making you walk back and forth, which is what they did at the poly. Um, and we'll get to that <laughs> in the poly section. I don't have many nice things to say about concierge at the poly. You know, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it was a, it was a good thing because uh, initially the key didn't work. There was like some sort of issue. And he uh, was there and he was able yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Um, but again, in terms of what I expect at from concierge... Just it's not worth it's not worth it there for the same money you can get a much better concierge level experience somewhere else. Um, so unless the you know if you really really want to stay at the Wilderness Lodge, great. I would suggest save the money. Um, it's just not worth it in the concierge lounge there. So let's move on and talk about uh, some of the dining options at uh, Wilderness. Lodge. At Wilderness, thank you, Wilderness <laughs> Lodge. Um, you have Whispering Canyon, Artist Point, Roaring Forks, uh, and the Territory Lounge. That's places where you can get where you can get food. Whispering Canyon is right there in the lobby, and uh, is a very uh, very fun atmosphere. Uh, the, the service staff uh, definitely gets into it, and they have a lot of fun with with the guests. Uh, we had breakfast there, which I thought was quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, was. Yeah. I was really something that I noticed this time, um, which really surprised me. And I don't know if I'm Im- imagining things or if they've actually changed it, but every time we had a buffet breakfast, the eggs were real. <laughs> the eggs were real. <laughs> they were. It wasn't powdered. They weren't powdered eggs. So I wonder if, you know, somebody, you know, bumped their head or. Uh, you know, so the food and beverage manager bumped his head and said, "Oh, you know what? Let's put, let's do real eggs because you know people like them. If you were charging, yeah. we're going to charge this much money for a breakfast. People should at least yeah. have real eggs. Well, and, and this is a this is a like a all you can eat. So it comes with eggs, bacon, uh, Mickey waffles too. Right? If you get the skillet, if you if you purchase the, the all you can eat yeah. skillet, right. you don't have to. There's, it's a la carte. You order off the menu. But there. I think in this case, Pete was the only person who actually ordered the skillet. The mm-hmm. rest of us ordered off right. the menu. And from what I remember, we are all more than pleasant mm-hmm. with what we actually order. I mean, yeah, it was I, good. I loved what I had. Uh, they weren't quite as energetic in the breakfast service as they would be at dinner with the taking ketchup from other <sighs> tables and hooting and hollering but it was still a, a nice don't enjoyable you think that, breakfast that has something to do with it being morning i don't know that a lot of people coming in there for breakfast want all that there, well, well there was there were complaints i remember hearing complaints a few years back about people saying that you know eight o'clock in the morning there's all this screaming uh-huh. coming because <laughs> this is an open air this is open air right off the lobby and if you're staying you know you're staying in one of these rooms that are right, on, right off the lobby, right over the lobby, yeah. 
you're being woken up at eight o'clock in the morning by you know two hundred. 200 guests singing and yelling and waving their napkins around. Um, so I wonder if they didn't tone it down for that because of the complaints. Yeah. I would imagine, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, lunch and dinner are probably a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just had uh, breakfast there. I've had lunch and dinner there before. Yeah. Always found it to be quite good. I uh, can certainly recommend Whispering Canyon. But then we get to Artist Point, and we had dinner there, all of us. John and Kevin joined us. Uh, we're not going to do a full review here because we're going to be doing one later. But um, I will say that this was the first meal I've had at Artist Point in a long time where I wasn't completely and utterly disappointed. Um, Artist Point has been just a negative, negative experience for me. And I've given it, I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about like five or six really? wow. meals. And I have always walked out of there saying, you know what? There are just much, much better places to eat. On property, very inconsistent in the service, very inconsistent with the with the quality of the food, the preparation of the food. I am not a fan of Artist Point at all, and I know a lot of people are. Um, but in terms of that meal, well, see, the funny thing is, the meal that we had there that night that was probably the worst service I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Artist Point. The yeah. main thing that stands every out to me single is how other one has been amazing, took. but that one was awful. I mean, we were, uh, the meal I, was I still three great. hours. Yes. It was yeah. a very long meal. It was still wonderful. I mean, everything was cooked to perfection. Yeah. I may or may not have gotten John food poisoning send, there. But John had to send his food. John yeah. had to send his food back. Mine, That's mine true. came out yeah. cold. I had yeah. the buffalo. Mine was cold. A it was lot tough. Of, a lot of food was coming out cold. Um, mine didn't. Mine was. I, I got the same thing John did, and mine was mine was excellent, and his wasn't. So when I talk about it, it's a very very inconsistent experience. Will, what did you think of our dinner at Artist Point? I thought I thought it was great. I enjoyed all the food at uh, at the Wilderness Lodge. I enjoyed the breakfast. I enjoyed wearing forks. I really enjoyed dinner. Yeah, I thought all the food was really good. Had the, the fillet that night. Well, it was great. And speaking of roaring forks, um, you know, I, I've said it many times. Disney really has to be given credit for what they have done over the years with their counter service, especially at the resorts. I think Roaring Forks is a great example of that. I thought the food. No, you disagree. No, no. I, I think that's its one drawback here. I See, think they I've needed, always found it. To be I really like good. that they had different things. I think they should have had a larger menu. What I like about what I like about um, Roaring Fork is it's along the same lines, and I know I might get flack for this. But it was along the same lines as the Contempo Cafe. It's that uh, made-to-order uh, concept versus like the food court kind of deal. You're actually going up to a hot grill and getting something made fresh. Well, I think the problem with Roaring Fork is that the menu hasn't changed in years. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am biased because my family does stay at Wilderness Lodge more than anything else. But the sandwich menu with the tuna and the roast beef and the vegetarian one, that has been the same for probably eight years now. They've had the same flatbreads. It's just they're not really offering anything different per se, which isn't a problem if you're not here that often. But Roaring Fork, it's just gotten boring. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I uh, I I I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. But the food was fresh, well prepared. Um, I like the options that were there. Um, so we'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm wrong. They're apparently right. Um, You're right. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about the pool. We started talking about it a little bit. Um, pool just finished a major renovation. Um, most of it around. Uh, adding a kids a kids zone. 
They actually is, took the pool out, too, because when yeah. I was snooping through construction walls, a lot of the pool wasn't there. Well, apparently they put it back. Yes, they did. They, um, I thought that was pretty good. You know, when they say a refurb, I wasn't thinking they were putting a whole new pool in. I'll, I, I'll tell you, I, I've always thought the pool area there is great. The grounds at Wilderness Lodge are really hard to beat. Um, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I think the pool area is beautiful. I love that they've added the, the kids' splash zone uh, to it. But just walking around that resort, I mean, it's hard to believe you're in the middle of Walt it's Disney World. It's very visually mm-hmm. appealing. And then it has extra little fun things like you'll see bunny rabbits hopping around yes. all over the place. And occasionally you'll see deer, you know, out behind your room. Um, so you do feel like you are in the wilderness. And then in terms of the pool, you go there and it's among, you know, rock formations and kind of like, you know, little trees. And it gives you a forest feel. And then sometimes the well, ducks jump in and swim with you in the pool. When, you know, the, uh, that not, the night we stayed at the, at the villa at Wilderness Lodge out in the balcony, there was a family of deer mm-hmm. right down right down in front of us um so yeah there is all this like wildlife and stuff roaming around will wanted to eat the rabbits but we told him no. <laughs> you can do that back in, 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 in indiana but you can't do that here well, one, I tell you, one, sorry. One, one of the new additions i do like what they did with the pool in addition to the splash zone is that they they fenced the whole thing in yes mm-hmm. i mean having kids that are Running you know one that's a runner it's wonderful that yeah, knowing that you're aware. you're in there you're um, and, and you have a you have a gate that they have to go through. I, I like that addition. Well, the splash area itself, though, is just so remarkable. I mean, the the detail and the design that went into building it is just incredible. It almost looks better than the pool area itself, just because they all along the border there's this little mural of the trout swimming upstream, and the fact that the slide is built up onto all those logs and it's still got the normal splash stuff it's got the water bucket that's going to drop down on kids and all that good stuff but as an adult you can actually sit there and look at all the little aspects that build it into it and appreciate it just for that exactly no it's it looks great it looks great of course there's the marina out there as well that you can rent the watercraft um or also that's one of the launching places for fireworks cruises Mm -hmm. um I think they go out of the Grand, they go out of the Poly, they go out of the Contemporary, mm-hmm. and the Wilderness Lodge mm-hmm. all do fireworks mm-hmm. cruises. Oh, Fort Wilderness, I believe, as well does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all around Bay Lake. I think one of the big uh, pluses for Wilderness Lodge is that they seem to just have quite a bit to offer as far as outside activities go. You know, there's that Hidden Mickey, uh, Hidden Mickey scavenger hunt. You can pick up a list of clues at the front desk, and then it'll lead you all around the entire resort while you're looking for these Hidden Mickeys. You know, that's a fun thing. And they have, uh, you know, a tour that you can take of the lodge. Not not a lot of the it's resorts a, have those. It's a free, yeah, it's a free tour. Oh, the tour is awesome. Uh, Wednesday, I think it's Wednesday through Saturday or Wednesday through Sunday at 9 a.m. meets in the lobby. It's free um, and kind of takes you around the resort and tells you all these different things about it, in particular that stunning fireplace mm-hmm. that is in the uh, uh, that is in the lobby uh, represents the layers of, uh, of rock, the rock formations that you find in the Grand Canyon. at the Grand Canyon. Um, the wood on the floor stands for different things, and they tell you about the totem pole. Right, the, the Native American influence and everything, and you learn all this on that tour. There's just a lot of little things like that um, that you can do 
at the lodge, which I think are, is really cool. And then in addition to that, you have the convenience of having a children's activity center right there mm -hmm. at the resort, the Cubs Den. Well, you can even rent bikes and bike all the way over to Fort Wilderness, which uh, Kathy and Teresa did a long yeah. time ago yeah. as yeah, part of their... Yeah, fell off the bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw it. No yes, one else did. did, I think, except for Teresa. But. I got mad at you for not filming that <laughs> and releasing it. There's but, also a jogging trail, I, mm -hmm. I heard. I saw the sign there for it. Yeah. You know, I, didn't, I didn't go jogging it. <laughs> I do want to uh, take some time to talk about uh, kids' services and what's available for kids um, at this resort. Uh, the arcade is sad. <laughs> the arcade is, you know, you talk yeah. about arcades um, in a broom closet. Right, yeah. um, this is an arcade in a broom closet. It's so incredibly small. Um, so, I mean, from that standpoint... But I think the addition of the uh, the water play area, the water feature mm -hmm. at the pool, huge. Um, and the kids, there is a kids club located right there. Right on the on the resort property, the Cubs Den. Again, not heavily themed as some of the other ones are, but uh, they still have the organized activities, mm -hmm. and it's a fun place. My kids enjoyed their time there. Um, they uh, used to have a time during the day where they would everyone was welcome to come for a free craft. They no longer do that in the club. Those free activities have now been moved to the, the pool area. But um, again, it's really an enjoyable experience for kids and a huge convenience for parents who want mm -hmm. to maybe go out on their own for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, also, you know, when you talk about activities, um, something we should mention, this is done at all the resorts regardless uh, the evening movie out at the pool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that's done. They have a big inflatable screen and they play a Disney film and you people pull up lounge chairs and yeah. get blankets. And As long as um, the outdoor weather is nice, that's a, such an enjoyable way to, mm -hmm. to have sure family is. time. You know, you just sit there and you watch the, the movie together and it's a great experience. You're under the stars. Um, and then right there, we uh, I don't think we mentioned this either, but you can see the electrical water parade mm -hmm. from the Wilderness Lodge, which is a lot of fun, especially for little kids, you know. Has remained virtually unchanged since it started in 1971, I mm -hmm. believe they started it. And it's one thing that's kind of stayed pretty consistent. Even going off on the water aspect of it, uh, it's not for everyone, but for kids who enjoy history and stuff, maybe even have their parents take a little time to research Disney's past if they didn't come when they were kids. Take them out on one of the water mice or something and explain what, uh, why can't I think of the water park all of a sudden now? River Country. River, River Country. Country. Why not just go past there really slowly, explain what River Country was and... Uh, then the island, too, that is also slipping And they had to close it because and, of Stay Out of the Damn Lakes. Yeah, but, yeah. like, something like that. It's I mean, maybe they're not old enough to drive the boats by themselves yet, but take them around and drive them around. Kind of give them a little bit of tidbits about stuff that they're never going to see because that island is inhabited with gators and probably diseases and all that other stuff. <laughs> so tell them about what it used to be like. Diseases. Even if they don't rent the watercraft, they do still have that little... Water park. <laughs> they have They have that triangle of route for the boats yep. that runs between Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge, and where's the, where's the third stop? Contemporary. Contemporary. And it hits, you know, you go past a lot of things on that loop. My kids and I would get on that boat just to ride the boat. Mm -hmm. and that sort yeah. of It's one of the best boat rides I ever had. Uh, the night that Pete and I were over at Fort Wilderness for the D23 uh, 
weekend, we oh, went from right. Fort Wilderness over to the Contemporary, but went the very slow route to Wilderness Lodge on the way and got to watch all of Holiday Wishes yeah, on and the we, water. We had a, and it we, was spectacular. We, we had a really cool driver who intentionally slowed down oh, so that we great. could really enjoy. Oh, neat. And it was it was spectacular watching it from this boat. I mean, it was not only that, but then you have the small touches, like the the geyser that erupts on the hour. Things like that oh, are yeah. really appealing to kids. And if yes. you take the like when we on the fam when we took the boat tour out onto the lake at night, what an awesome thing to do! Like with a family. Yeah, boat, sure. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So I would I would say Wilderness Lodge probably one of the better resorts in the deluxe category, at least. Uh, to be out with kids. Agree? Mm-hmm. I yep. agree. Mine have always loved it there. Again, you've got the wildlife, the activities, the pool. And you also talk about the bunk beds in the room. You have the rooms bunk with beds bunk in beds. the room. It's just really well suited. Awesome. Another um, fun thing to do if you're there, um, one of the little Disney touches is that when they raise the flags up on the roof, you can sign up to be the family of the day that goes up and puts the flags on. Oh, wow. And I got to do that once. And oh, cool. that was awesome. There's a whole ceremony of how they put up the flags. Oh. And so they have a little book. You can ask it, check in to be put on the list. And whoever's at the top of the list gets to I do it. I never knew that. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, like I said, you know, the rooms in particular, the, sta- the standard rooms on the hotel side, um, are really not my favorite, but the overall feel of the resort, the ambiance of the resort, the energy, uh, I, 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 would, I, I could overlook my, my feelings on the rooms uh, in exchange for that because I do love being there. I love being at this resort. Um, when getting a chair, because that was my first time staying in one of the villas at Wilderness Lodge, I got to tell you, it made me want to buy DVC. Yeah. Wow. It made me want to buy DVC. I thought it was so well done. The theming was well done. The room was remarkably comfortable. The beds were very comfortable. It was a great sleep. Um, and I just, I, I thought it was, I thought they did a brilliant job with them. And uh, for that reason, I give, I give an eight to the Wilderness Lodge. Um, if I had a rate concierge, I'd give it a six. But overall, I think I give an eight which for me is a pretty high score. One thing I do really love about it is that, you know, unlike some of the other Disney resorts, it's not on the monorail line. It's not in walking distance to any theme park. So you really do feel like you're out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to take a boat or a bus to get to a, and, and that's a good and bad thing. But, you know, if you're going for theming, you really, you know, you have to, you just can't walk there. I say the Wilderness Lodge for me is like my good for the soul resort because I mm, go in good, there. Good way to put it. I feel like I've gotten away from the world and it's a chance to sort of, you know, reconnect with. It feels like a retreat. Even when it it has, it has those little areas tucked even in the lobby. You know, the little lounges. You talked about there not being so much in concierge, but that those type of little hideaway places are tucked out, tucked away for, for everyone. You know, plush armchairs with uh, fireplaces and desks that you can just sit at, you know, and look out. That's true as well over at the, uh, on the villa side. Mm-hmm. That you know, there's like lots of little places to kind of just sit in the crooked yeah. fireplace, the, the crooked <laughs> fireplace. The Carol, it's the Carolwood. Oh yeah, Carolwood. No, yeah, Carolwood. I got that wrong. Yeah. And every so often, once a month, I think they have somebody who comes in and talks about the trains and the stuff that's in that room. That's so. a nod to Walt Disney's mm-hmm. uh, passion for for trains. Mm-hmm. So, scale of one to ten, Corey, Wilderness Lodge. Um, 
I'll give it an eight point two. <laughs> you know, look, I love Wilderness Lodge, but when we were there, I need to say this: that you know, there was a lot of construction, so I feel like I didn't get to feel as much as I would have. Well, I mean, they just there was scaffolding up around around the building. They were doing facade work, but I didn't find that to be the least bit distracting at all. Well, for Not photos, like, like when we I, talk about Polynesian. Yeah. Which is where the resort basically, you, you shouldn't stay there um, until, yeah. you know, construction palooza is over. Um, but I didn't find that at all at Wilderness Lodge. If my dinner would have been better at Artist Point, I would have given it an 8.5. <laughs> all right. So an 8 from Corey. <laughs> I, I'd give it an 8. That's that's fair. I would say the same. Also, because we didn't mention this, but for families with kids, you have the option of getting bunk beds in your room yes it's a good point and, thank you for um, bringing that up the kids and i have stayed there before in a room that had the bunk beds and it was a really great experience they loved it and it added to the feel uh, the general feel of the resort it was carried a little bit more in our room in that in that instance craig it's an eight for me eight one of my favorites willie what do you think uh I enjoyed it a lot i'm gonna give it a nine it was uh, my favorite resort from the seven and seven <laughs> the environment uh, I enjoyed Dustin it a lot. So. Give it a nine. nine from Will. <laughs> Dustin. Darn it, Will, you stole my thunder. I was going to be different from everybody. If I have two I have two scores. If you're staying in the hotel rooms, it's a seven for me. But if you're in the villas, it's my favorite villa that we stayed at throughout all of them. So it's a nine for me on the if you're staying in the villas. All right. So high marks. We can say high marks mm-hmm. all around for Wilderness Lodge. A couple of things here and there that you know each of us you know, kind of ding it for. But overall, um, great resort, fantastic location, great experience, great ambiance. Um, just uh, avoid concierge. If you want to stay concierge, there are, there are better options, and we're going to talk about some of them throughout the week. So that's going to do it for today's edition of the 7 Resorts in 7 Days series. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again tomorrow talking about Disney's Polynesian Resort. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Have a great one.